Hey, this is Nia Strauss, and you are watching CMS TV. It's life, sex, and death right here on your classic metal show with fucking shit ass. <laughs> That's friendly. <laughs> Very friendly. Sure. Our, our uh, fans, uh, you know, made a nice little heavy set there. You, of course, uh, kicking off with uh, Spawn. Yeah. And we hear, heard some uh, Cavalera <laughs> conspiracy. With, sure. Uh, who wanted that? Let's see here. Uh, anyway, that that uh, fucking shit ass that went out to uh, Chad Moore. Okay. And then we heard uh, from Ernie Hines. He wanted to hear um, Burn in Hell by Manimal. The Manimal. The Manimal. And uh, then we heard the Cavalera conspiracy for the Hairless Wolf. That's right. So uh, there you are, rounding out a heavy set. That's good. I like yeah. it. I know you do. I try to try to group the songs in there. Sure. A little grouping. That's right. <laughs> All right. What do you have on the table? Anything in particular? Uh, I got a bunch of music stuff. Okay. Um, I'll do one quick heavy story. Okay. But I'm going to have to email you the link because there's no way is my throat going to read this. I'll explain it, but you're going to have to read tonight because <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of throat to be reading. So. All right. Um, so since we played heavy stuff, um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but you might not even be aware of this band, but, um, there's my favorite band out there in the heavy arena, in the extreme slash death metal arena okay. is a Canadian band called cataclysm. Yes. I'm aware. And of. I've, I've talked about them numerous times, but I, I don't think we've ever played played any cataclysm on the show you know you i think you you used to do it on the metal show i think oh yeah that was one of those songs that were one of those bands you played along with your cattle decapitation and sure no bands like that so Mm -hmm. uh, i'm aware of them well they're they're heavy as hell and and we don't need to this is not a story about how heavy is cataclysm or anything like that it's um it's a story about what's going on out there. I sent it to you, by the way. If you okay. should, have, you should have got it at your Neely account. All right. Um, but here, the the name of the, the singer's name is Maurizio Iacono, and Maurizio is, in addition to being the singer of Cataclysm, he's also a, a big business guy when it comes to the world of. Um, of of death metal and of metal in general he has his own booking agency and all that kind of stuff that um you know so he he helps bands get out there well the story that came out this week or is coming out this week they just released an album so they're out doing press Mm -hmm. and he started talking about how getting out and touring right now is an absolute disaster sure financially and he right. really broke it down better than anybody else I've seen do it, which is why I thought this might be a good segment for the show because, I mean, he's he breaks down the percentages and how much goes to the house and how much they're losing and how he, he, he goes so far as to even say that he thinks 
what's going to end up happening because they're getting so much money taken away from them is that bands are going to set up tables right right next to their bus instead of bringing it in into the venue where they have to give the venue money and right. sell their merch at the bus. I mean, that's how crazy it's gotten right now. So, you know, so I just thought this was interesting. And I thought, you know, for I know we always talk about this stuff with the fans to try and give them some insight to what's going on out there and why their favorite show isn't coming to their city or whatnot. This is 100 percent the reason. Right. Well, I remember when uh, Clear Channel was on their big buying spree and they were even buying up venues and so forth but i guess they got all bought out mostly bought out by uh live nation now Mm -hmm, yeah Uh, back when clear channel back in the 90s when they were on their buying spree buying up radio stations and buying up venues and buying up everything i remember they controlled the merch right uh, you know and i think i think they were getting 30 percent yeah oh yeah you know, they were taking 30% right off the top, mm-hmm. you know? Well, so, so I remember t-shirts, you know, I haven't been, you know, as far as like looking at merch these days, but I remember concert t-shirts back in the nineties, they were getting up toward 40 and $50 to buy a shirt Yeah, because the bands were trying to recoup the money that they were paying out to playing at venues that clear channel was, uh, running because mm-hmm. exorbitant, uh, fees that they were taking off the top and that's the same way with all the concessions i remember beers like people were buying beer for six or seven bucks and they shot up to like 12 and 14 Mm dollars you know yeah well i mean you'll see when we start reading this thing when he starts breaking down that the venues so like people a lot i've seen a lot of people complain and i complain about it too about the price of shirts and the price of merch Mm mm-hmm like, you know, just a regular old, normally a $20 t-shirt is now like 40, 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, I know. For, for a shirt. And and he spells it out. He's like, well, you have to give 20% to the venue. Mm-hmm. And then you have to give 20 more percent for a VAT tax. So 40% of the sale gets taken from you. Right. And that's how a lot of these guys, okay, if you're Metallica, you can afford that. If you're cataclysm, I don't think you can afford that. You need that money to get to the next town. Right, of course. So I don't know. I saw this this story and I was like, wow, this is really a, a, a quite an eye-opening breakdown on this stuff. All right. Yesterday, Canuck Hyperblaster Cataclysm released their 15th full-length studio album, Goliath, and the singer Mar- Marizio- Maurizio Iacono. Well, is that how you say it? Maurizio? Maurizio. Okay. Uh, in an excerpt from the upcoming streaming for Vengeance video chat, spoke about life post-pandemic and how things really are far from back to normal, especially for the bands that are eager to hit the road to support their new material. It's a disaster out there, Iacono says bluntly. I run a bunch of bands with my management company. Uh, his management company is called Hard Impact. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult because expecta- expectations are high. Bands think that because they have been laid off for three years that they are owed something now. They're right. three years with no money and dying. Now we're here. Give it to me now. And I'm like, no, because everything is down. Everybody is out. So it creates an inflation in itself within the music industry. 
because it's not only about the money now you have all these bands touring at the same time so now you have no space that means the promoters have to choose so some people are getting crushed it's the middle class ones that are getting crumbled to pieces you need a tour to survive and you need a certain amount of money when you're going out there you're looking at a at 40 to 60 percent increase in everything even crew what money the crew uh do during let's see what even the crew what what did the crew do during the pandemic they had to go find other jobs and the ones that remain are in so high demand that they're doubling the price right. it's a tough time and it hasn't adjusted yet on top of that if you go to europe some promoters are charging you 20 percent to sell your merchandise and then a 20 percent uh value added tax on top of that now you're losing 40 percent of your income on merch that is the biggest cash grab i've ever seen in my life and the reason this is happening is that the government is sending somebody that is going in to collect the VAT tax so they have to charge you 20% just to sell your merchandise I wouldn't be surprised to see bands selling their merch just outside their tour bus I see if it doesn't uh, change there's going to be a lot of problems there's going to be a lot of bands out there that are going to fold Maurizio will guest on Brave Words blah 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 yeah. this Saturday yada 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 yeah but isn't that isn't that crazy now that it's just if you're not a big band, you cannot afford to be out there? Well, I mean, we've had some uh, friends in the smaller band circuit, uh, you know, fold up their tent and call mm -hmm. it a day like our friends, American Dog. Yeah, they they uh, went out there and gave it a go. They consistently put out, you know, good records. Mm -hmm. you know quality records and they were out there always trying to tour they you know they toured with various bands such as tesla yeah and they just couldn't make a go of it and it was just like all right you know we've been kicking around doing this thing for 15 years and we we just have not been able to break through sure you know and it's just like uh, yeah we got to go get real jobs now yeah and, and i mean american dog they were more I mean, they were a national band, but they were right on that fringe between regional. They were a touch bigger than regional, but probably not full-fledged national. I'm sure there was a lot of places in the country that had never heard of them. Sure. You know, from the, from these numbers that, that you just read, the 40 to 60% increase on everything and giving away 40% of the merch and, the, you know, the costs of travel and the cost to hire you know, uh, band guy or uh, stage hands, stage guys, mm -hmm. sound guys, right, etc. Dude, you're gonna see some bands that people know just ending. You're gonna see, you know, we always talk about plush as an example, and I have not heard anything at all from them in a while, so I don't know what's going on in that camp. But, but what do you think? They're, I mean, they've got to just be losing their ass, don't they? To be to be out there and have to give. You know, they're not making any sales because there's no sales to have. So it's all on concert. And if you got to give 40% of your T-shirts and your hats and your foam fingers that I know they sell, if you got to give 40% of that back to the venue, I mean, how much How much is left? Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think a plush makes? Right. Three grand? I don't even know if they make anything. They yeah. may be buying on. They could be very well be buying on too. Dad might I mean, have deep pockets. I, I can't. Uh, I can't imagine Plush actually getting paid. 
Yeah, I mean, two years I, of buying on, they, somebody uh, must have big pockets. Well, that's my point. I think we had that discussion a while back. Yeah, uh, somebody, somebody's willing to take the gamble on them. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I just these young bands. I, I don't know how they're gonna, how we're you're gonna see us a, a big decline in band. You're gonna see a big decline in new bands, but I think you're gonna see also a big decline in the bands that have been kicking around for ten years or so, mm -hmm. and um, you know, haven't had like a breakthrough song or a song get picked up for a movie or something. You're gonna see. You're going to see a whole wave, wave of those kind of bands just going away. That's what I think. Yep. You know, so to me, <laughs> all those creepy dudes will keep them on. The... <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> yeah. Plush come tour with us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it's just sad, man, that this is, this is where we're at now with it. And it's, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm the first one to bitch at how much ticket prices are, but when you hear stuff like that, I guess you get it. Well, what 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 has caused a lot of this, mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, yeah, is that there's no competition out there as far as you know the the promoters or the venues that that a lot of you know these bands are playing at. Sure. Because, because we talked about this whole Ticketmaster slash Live Nation thing that the, mm -hmm. this conglomerate. Right. And, and there's no competition out there. And if somebody does try to compete against them, they just they just basically freeze them out. Yeah. You know, it's a monopoly. Is it what really it is. is. I mean, mm -hmm. it really is a monopoly. And it's, you know, monopolies are never good. No, they always they always end up screwing the. The talent, that's for sure. The ta well, I mean, dude, you're you were out with Dokken on um Sunday, right? And right. they had a sound guy, didn't they? They brought a yeah, sound they, guy with they them. Brought their guy James with them. It was a guy that uh, Don had discovered back in the mid, early to mid two thousands, and sure. he had gotten sick there for a long time, and he'd been off the road forever. But when he was, you know, active with uh, Dokken, he he mixed their sound for them for about three years and you know he got to be known out there as far as like hey this guy's a reliable good sound guy sure so other bands started hiring him off you yeah, know and you know because like oh hey i heard dawkins got this guy mm -hmm. you know and, and you know they're not on the road right now let's hire this guy off and he was out there on the road for quite a few years with various bands i think like ted nugent used him and sure winger used them and you know but then he got sick he he, had, he got uh, the diabetes right out there on the road and he's been you know off the road forever i literally have not seen this guy since i think the last time i saw him was like 2008 wow so it's been a long time but you know i caught up with him obviously over the weekend and it was good to see him again yeah he, it was just so funny because uh you know, we were, I was getting, uh, you know, getting the guys off on, uh, Monday morning to catch their flights and stuff. And James was like, I'm so glad you were here, dude. I'm so glad you were here. I could have never handled all this. I could have never done this. I'm just so out of, out of, out of touch with all this stuff. Right. 
funny. It was kind of funny. Sure. But it was good to see him again. But uh, he's he's back out there, you know, trying to Don wanted to get him back to work again. Yeah. Well, but but I mean, how much of a how much of a bitch is it just thinking about what what we're talking about here with with the pricing? How many literally years now have we talked about Doc and having sound problems because he didn't have a sound guy yeah, that he could rely a, on? They had no. They didn't bring anybody on the road. They did everything themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And they had to rely on the the venue, the house sound, mm-hmm. to do things right and. You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't always pretty, <laughs> right? Well, but but the point is, is that that there weren't guys to bring in. There hasn't been guys for years because there's been a shortage of guys. Yeah, you know, competent people. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I'm sure there's guys that can slide sliders, but there's not there's not professional grade guys who, available. Who, yeah, who can get you dialed in and make you sound good? Yeah, I mean, it's just a bitch right now that there's so many. There's, there's, everybody's on tour. There's not enough crew. So the crew knows this and and why wouldn't they, you know, they were off three years, the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they charge a premium if they're a premium guy? Yeah. Because if, well, it's like you, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, let's just make an analogy with, with yeah. you, you being a co-host. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants Chris Aiken as their co-host because <laughs> there's no competent people out there to be co-hosts. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're you're a veteran radio guy, and you're obviously you make the time to do it. But but you know, you and I have been doing this together for over twenty years together. And, yeah. You know, everybody. I, if I could get Chris as my co-host, if I could get Chris as my co-host, you know, that'll be the. Oh, well, you're the only guy that that's available to be a co-host on everybody's show. Apparently, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I need to start charging all these guys a premium. Yeah. What, what's your premium price? Yeah. No shit, Seth, Eric, pony it up. Let's go. Get me some cash. Yeah. <laughs> See, Toomey kicked me to the curb. <laughs> That was a wise choice there, Josh. It was. <laughs> Best choice he's ever made. Yeah. <laughs> fuck out. That's right. So, yeah, so that that was all I wanted with that story was, you know, we do talk about this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, when you see the numbers just put in front of you. Yeah, and, it, and, and bands like Cataclysm, I mean, obviously they got a hardcore following, a niche mm-hmm. following. I mean, they're not. You know, they're not Taylor Swift, obviously. No, no, no. Metallica or anything like that. So, you know, they're on a shoestring budget when they're out there touring their club sure. things. You know, obviously their style of music is more conducive to the European market than it is here. Yeah. So, and so they have to contend with that VAT tax. Mm-hmm. So, and they're and they are probably the highest end as far as popularity would go mm-hmm. in that genre. Right. Be like them, Cannibal Corpse, Six Feet Under, you know, not a whole lot others that are that would be as popular as that band. Right. I can't imagine what the mid-level bands, the immolations of the world, they have to go out at a loss. And they that's a band that's been like I'm, I know I'm naming bands nobody knows but me, but Immolation's been a band for twenty whatever years. Right. And you know what are they going to do? But they're they're just not going to make. They're not, you know, the kind of music that they make is never going to draw 10,000 people to a venue. And, you know, the only, the only source of income that they have other than what they get paid at the door is their, their shirts. And 
now they're giving away 40% of that. Yeah. You'll see bands like that go away here in the next year or two. I remember years ago on the ONA show, uh, Rob Dukes, who was in Exodus, Exodus at the time, yeah. uh, he came in and he just kind of was sitting in on the, on the show. He wasn't mm-hmm. there as a guest. He was just a friend of, I think, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, he just came in and he was sitting there. But while he was sitting there, they just decided to ask him, you know, a little bit about the music business. And they were asking him, yeah, I think OzFest was going on at the time. And they're like, are you guys on OzFest? He goes, no, dude. He says, we're going to buy on to that shit. He said, right. it would have cost us $100,000 to buy on to 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 uh buy on Ozfest and then we had our you know then we had all of our road expenses on top of that yeah you know the you know the bus cost about a thousand bucks a day mm-hmm. and then your crew and everything else you know yeah. so he says by the end of the tour we would have been 150,000 in the hole and that's to play 30 to 40 minutes at four o'clock in the afternoon on the side stage yeah exactly so it's just like it doesn't make a sense for an exodus to play Ozfest. Yeah. You know, I remember so, Joe Lestate telling me that they lost their ass when Beautiful Creatures did yeah, Ozfest. Yeah, I think I think the buy-on price for them, if I remember right, was $80,000. Yeah. And I don't think they sold 80,000 CDs. Yeah, I remember, I remember their, that disc was popular when it came out, that first one. Yeah. You know, it was a good disc, solid disc, and they bought onto the Ozfest, and I remember, I know that number came from somewhere, I can't remember if he said it or somebody said it was but it was eighty thousand to buy mm-hmm. it. yeah i mean it, it's just it, the, the prices are out of control man and it really is killing the business it's one of the reasons that there's just so few fucking new bands that are breaking too because what new band can afford this shit well that's the whole thing and and since the since the days of quote-unquote record labels you know, you, you know, as well as I do, I mean, there are record labels out there, obviously mm-hmm. good friends, uh, red rain. They just signed with a record label. Sure. You know, same, same as, uh, you know, Tommy crash and his, his band project, you know, mm-hmm. they're on Leviathan, yeah, Leviathan, yeah, his band Leviathan that they're on that, uh, what's red rains label again, Deco entertainment, yeah, echo entertainment. And then, you know, Dokken, they've got their, deal with the silver linings records which Mm -hmm. you know they're the people who put on walking yeah yeah yeah. no and the thing is there's no multi-million dollar record deals anymore there's no record deals you know anybody who has a record deal (laughs) they're looking at you know maybe some money for a video (laughs) maybe maybe twenty thousand bucks for advanced money that's it and that's for studio video, no tour support, none. It's like you go out and do do whatever you're gonna do with it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, so so there, there's no record labels that support tours anymore. They don't no. get tour support anymore. No, you know, it's so, over. So everybody's got to pay their own way. They got to mm-hmm. pay their own freight, as it were. Yeah, which is why you're seeing more and more bands playing the casinos instead of playing. You know playing giant venues or they're playing the uh the cruises yeah the cruises too because that's just that's just a quick way to reach a bunch of people at once yeah you got a captive audience there yeah you know so so you know i i it was an eye-opening experience for me to go on that kiss cruise last fall and you know that's the thing you know everybody who was on that on that cruise whether it's the the uh what's the other one the rock 
Monsters of Rock Cruise. Rock Cruise. Yeah, that's your captive audience right there. Mm-hmm. Literally. They're yeah. captive on that ship. And, right. You know, and, and I don't know what those cruises pay these bands. I, I don't know if they pay their asking price or not. But obviously, it's they get paid. And then, of course, they got the accommodations of the cruise. Yeah. But they have to give up a week of their life mm-hmm. to, to play two shows, basically. Yeah. I think each... Each band will play, you know, the bigger bands, the headlining bands. Sure. They, they pay, play two shows. Well, it's like, let me be careful how I say this. There's a band I know. Yes. That is playing a cruise, mm-hmm. a longer cruise. One of those eight-day cruises. Okay. But they're only going halfway on the tour or on the cruise, and then they're flying home. Okay. Because Because they're only getting paid to do two shows so they're going to do their two shows in the first four days and then they're going to get off the boat and fly somewhere else to go do another show well why not why wouldn't yeah yeah i mean why you know why stay on the boat and not make money for another week i mean if you're just you're just on okay i'm done doing what i came here to do what am i just gonna hang out yeah hang out and shake hands with the fans they don't want to do that I mean, Eric, Eric, for one, has been on Chris Aker Presents over and over saying about how he puts on his um, his Padres hat that gives him the invisibility cloak so he doesn't have to deal with fans. Right. He's, t- he's said that numerous times. Yeah, he- I, mean, I mean, you know, even me, a very, very minor, minor, uh, you know, reputation out there. Even I ran into a bunch of people who knew who I was, Yeah. you know, who listened to this show. Mm-hmm. And I've run into everybody frequently as I'm walking through the ship or to and from someplace. And, hey, can I grab a picture, man? Uh, you and Chris, man. You and Chris. Uh, you know, it's like, I heard you were going to be on the cruise, man. You know, and that's cool. I, I like it's fun for me to just meet the fan. I'm always surprised. Yeah. I'm always surprised. I was surprised last Sunday, as I said. I I was surprised at how many people come up and said, Dealy, man, I listen to the show all the time. You know, it's like, wow, okay, cool. Glad to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) It's surprising to me that wherever I go, there's going to be a few CMS fans out there. Sure. Absolutely. You know, and that's cool. What was that? What happened there? A little static in the mic. Yeah, no shit. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, that's that story. So moving on. Yes. Moving on. Um, well, let's topic. see. All right. I'll let you choose on this one. All right. Would you like an evaluation of the new Britney Fox, the new quote unquote, Britney Fox band? Well, there's band. a Britney lineup. There's a new Britney lineup. Is, is this Billy Childs again? I think it's Billy Childs. Yeah, he's he's always trying to resurrect resurrect that right. name. It's like oh, it, let it die already. Right. We will do both of these topics, but I, I you can pick which one you want to do now. All right. So Billy Childs or New Britney Fox, um, we can do that, or we can do an evaluation of Axl Rose singing guns and roses madagascar last weekend in pennsylvania huh Uh, well are we gonna do both we're gonna do both all right let's go with the britney fox let's go with the lightweight first all right so i saw this it's uh it's an audio promo 
of the new Britney Fox. Let me see if I can even figure out who's in this band. Okay. Um, and I really don't think they tell me. That's the thing that, that I, I really don't think that they're saying who's in the band, at least on this website. Okay. And I'll, I'll pop it up on the screen so you can see it ain't me just making it up. I guess this Greg Polcary is one of the guys in the band. But here's the bio, and I don't see the late. Oh, here we go. The well, no, it just says one guy listed. The latest lineup featuring former member Billy, Ch founding member Billy Childs. Yeah, brings the band's musical maturity, numerous talents, and larger-than-life stage presence all around the world to this day. Which I don't know what that paragraph even means. Brings it where? <laughs> well, he's been. You know, obviously, Billy has been trying to, um, I, I don't know, keep keep, keep the it alive, keep it alive for all these years, or he's, you know, obviously trying to make a living. Yeah, you know, under the Britney Fox name, but mm -hmm. come on, let it die already. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, they like, have one show coming up here in in October with Buck Cherry and Skid Row. All right, can't wait. But the, the beauty of this thing is they did release this three-minute audio um, segment of what the band sounds like today. Okay. So I've listened to it. I will offer no opinion. I will let you offer your opinion as somebody that listens to this stuff a whole lot closer than I do. Okay. So let me turn it all the way up here. It's all the way up so that you can hear the wonder that is Britney Fox 2023. So we'll play a little and then I'll let you stop and say if you're ready to go and buy tickets tomorrow for that October show with Skid Row. Ready? Okay, go ahead. All right, here we go. <laughs> So this is a re-recorded version of the song? Well, it sounds to me, again, I don't know, sounds to me like they might have taken like the original music and put this guy's voice on yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was asking. Is yeah. this a re-recorded version or is this a karaoke version? All it says is audio promo. It does not say anything more than that. All right. Well, what, what am I supposed to glean from this? I don't know. Would you, would you see it? No, <laughs> it's just like this is just the basis going out under the Britney Fox name. I mean, it's just like, 
I mean, how much excitement is that? I mean, uh, you know, obviously we know Tommy Paris. Yeah. Who who was the second singer in the band. Right. That ain't him. No, I know that's not him. But what I'm trying to say is that why are you doing this? I mean, again, I get the whole band versus brand thing, blah, blah, blah. Britney Mm -hmm. Fox, yada, yada, yada. And you had a few MTV hits and, but it's always Billy Childs with his version of Britney Fox. I mean, because you, you know, our, our friend, Tommy crash, who yeah. he was in a version of, of Britney, Britney Fox. Fox. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's just like, it, it's not really Britney Fox. It's the name Britney Fox with a rotating cast of characters performing the songs. Well, here's, and this is always my question with this band. And with a few other bands, autographs another one that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even is there any original members still left in autographs? No, no. Randy, Randy Rand was the last one. Yeah, he, was, he died. He died, so there's none left. But here's my question: with autograph, probably not as much as Britney Fox, but certainly with Britney Fox. Right. Britney Fox, if they got the originals together, all five guys. If Johnny D quit Doro oh, and came back, yeah, and if um um what call it Dizzy Dean Davidson came back to the band and uh, was a guitar Michael Kelly Smith, yeah, Michael Kelly Smith came back and Billy's obviously more than willing to do all this. If that lineup came back together, I have no idea who the drummer was, but oh no, the drummer's Johnny D. Johnny D. So if that lineup, those four guys came back and said, we are back, we are going to go out there, and we are going to play Britney Fox songs for the first mm-hmm. time in 35 years. Right. What do you think that value, realistically, town oh, to town would be? 10000 bucks. No, I don't mean money. I mean people. Oh. 100 100 maybe 150 at the most, depending on where they're at and how well it's promoted. I think 150 in Philly maybe 50 people everywhere else yeah but but again it depends on how are they going to get promotion because yeah. you know britney fox obviously is not being played on the radio you know i i don't know how people find out about shows these days social media yeah so so it just depends on how well they're advertised i guess yeah. see this is always the argument to this. Leatherwolf is making music with Leatherwolf had a cult following. I don't think Britney Fox did. So so there's nobody else in Leatherwolf aside from the drummer? I don't think so. No, not of the originals. Okay. I'm just asking the question because I really don't know the answer. Yeah, I think it's just Dean. Okay. Dean, Dean Roberts. Okay. I think he's the only original guy in there. But um you know, that's, um, I just don't see, I don't see a Britney Fox full on reunion. It's not like they're going to be Skid Row and, and look at Skid Row. If Sebastian came back to Skid Row, what do you think that's worth? Not 10,000 a night, not 10,000 people a night. No, I, they, they would do better by being on a bill with somebody. Yeah. They would, they yeah, would well, do better. Well, kind of like what this, this you know, version of Pantera is doing with Metallica. You I think mean, Skid Row's on that size level? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm making a comparison okay. that, that it's not 
it's not Vinnie Paul and it's not Dimebag Daryl. Right. Mm-hmm. It's two of the two of the four guys from Pantera sure. out under the Pantera name. Mm-hmm. You know, and but they're on a package. Sure. You know, and that's that's where the value of something like that would be best for them to go out and try to do it on their own. Not a, not so much. Britney or Pantera? No, uh, Skid Row. Oh, Skid Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Skid Row. Row. You know, Skid Row would be better off being a support act for yeah. a bigger, you know, a bigger act. Right. Yeah. I mean, at bat, I mean, I saw Skid Row a zillion times when Sebastian was in the band. The biggest place I ever saw him play was Nautica Stage, and it well, wasn't I, sold out. No, not not as a not as a headliner. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. Is is yeah? They're they're not. They would not do well as a headliner. No. as far as like making bank. Yeah, I mean they did. They did good when they opened for ACDC or Kiss yeah, or saw them Guns. I saw them open for Aerosmith on the Aero, yeah. on the on the Pump tour, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is exactly right. Skid Row on paper was huge, just not in real life. It's mm-hmm. exactly true. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. But yeah, Britney Fox, I think there'd be a... Who do you think would draw more? Britney Fox full reunion or any version of Bang Tango? Wow. That's that's like six of one and half a dozen. Movies. That's about that's about the same band, right? As far yeah, as drawing as power, far, as far as any kind of popularity, sure. Yeah, I, I I don't know that either would draw more than fifty, sixty people in most cities, especially now. You know, now that you know, because each one had like a couple of hits that didn't even make it into the staying power hits you know i mean how many people today that didn't grow up in the 80s remember girl school or long way to love or dream on or what was it was dream on a hit I yeah think that dream was, a hit. was sort of a minor hit yeah i mean I know, hair or hair of the dog was another minor hit right yeah the, the nazareth well, tune. of course it's a cover yeah but i mean how many people would even remember those probably not a ton right no, they they were not a big hit band. No, they, they basically had two bona fide hits. Yeah, but they were but they were hits because they were music videos, and they were hits because everybody thought they were Cinderella, <laughs> which I honestly think is is the deal with that band. I think a lot of people thought they were Cinderella. Well, there was a lot of incest between those two bands early on. Sure. In fact, I think. If I'm not mistaken, at least I had heard this years ago mm-hmm. that Michael Kelly Smith still retains the Cinderella name. Right, I've heard that too, which is probably part of the reason that Tom Kiefer doesn't use it. Right, you don't want to pay that guy. But right, you want to hear more of this? I mean, it 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 just sounds like a karaoke version of some yeah. guy doing a Dizzy Dean Davidson cover. Well, maybe you'll like the the other songs that they do into this mix better. Okay. Maybe that was just a bad song. All right. So well, here's it's, not a bad, it's not a bad song. Mm-hmm. I'm just not hearing anything that is like, oh, my God, they're back. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> all right, here's a little more of this. Yeah. 
10 bucks at a at a carnival? Maybe. Would you pay that? If I just happened to be there. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. If you were at the rib burn off just trying out ribs and you heard the music, well, oh, I know that song. Let me go yeah, see what that is. I want to be under on over there and see what's doing. <laughs> I mean, but it doesn't sound like Britney Fox. I'm sorry, yeah. but it doesn't. It's just somebody who's just you know, covering Britney Fox. Well, it's just a guy. Yeah, it's you covering Phil Collins last night. Yeah, it's no no better or worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just screaming at my ass off and, you yeah. know, doing the best I can, you know, under the circumstance. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's Britney Fox for you. So I guess the uh, it's not getting the Neely stamp of approval, no? I, again, I, I don't. I don't understand it. That's, that's the whole thing. It's just like, what, what, what is the value of this aside from, um, Billy Childs trying to make a couple of bucks? Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I mean, there, there's really no need for this. There's no reason for it. I, I, again, Billy may need some money. I don't know. Well, I think that's probably a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's that one. Next one, um, this is real quick. This will just be a minute, but you'll you'll get a kick out of this. This is um, bands that should know better and don't. This will take two seconds. Okay. So um, I don't know if you saw this week, but um, Adrian Vandenberg and Jeff Tate announced a dual tour together. All right. I didn't see the tour, but I know that they're coming here to this area. Yeah. Like they're coming there. He's doing, they're doing the arcada, I think. Okay. Yeah. But and, uh, it's, you know, he's doing the, you know, Adrian Vandenberg doing the, the music of Vandenberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for anybody that is interested, shameless plug here, Adrian Vandenberg will be on Monday's edition of Chris Aiken presents. So if you want to see what Adrian is doing these days, um, you know, we'll be talking to him. Eric and I will be chatting with him. That being said, so they put out this poster of um, of the Tate, Tate, Adrian Vandenberg tour. I'm going to put it up here. You're going to get a kick out of this. So if you're if you were doing the artwork, promoting your tour, would you maybe get the song titles right? <laughs> well, I would think that would be part of it, wouldn't you? Well, you know that big hit from Adrian Vandenberg, This Bleeding Heart of Mine, right? <laughs> this bleeding bur heart. Burning, burning heart? No, I mean bleeding heart. All right. <laughs> bleeding heart. This bleeding heart of mine. You know, what's really funny is that uh, the Here I Go Again and the Still of the Night. Yeah. That, that isn't Adrian Vandenberg. Well, he's that's, credited. That's John Sykes. Well, and Adrian. They were the, remember, that was a two guitar attack. Yeah. It was those two. I mean, he was probably, I think he was the rhythm player on those. Or he's listed as, God knows who it actually was. Cause sure. Isn't there some talk that John Sykes wasn't even the guy on that? Well, he left the band after the recording. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah he didn't tour because of the falling out with David, David Coverdale. Mm -hmm. Well, according to Dr. Johnny Fever, uh, Vandenberg played the solo on Here I Go Again. Okay, fair uh -huh. enough. 
So there you go. Just that's all there is to this story. There's not much to it other than Tate and him are going out, and he's going to be playing uh, this bleeding heart on the tour. So all right. So so I guess I guess my question is yeah, is what separates Adrian Vandenberg from Vandenberg? You know what I mean? The yeah. What, what is he bringing a band? Is is he playing solo? I, I don't know. I, I mean, that could be the thing is that I know the Vandenberg band ha- is led. The, the singer is that uh, Matt's Levin, Matt's okay. Levin, whatever his name is, from, right. who's European. Maybe he's not coming. Okay, but is is Adrian just playing the the solos or the, I, or, or the music or somebody singing these songs or is Jeff actually stepping in and singing the Vandenberg song? No, I don't think that's it. <laughs> you know what, dude? I'll ask on Monday because I don't know. And get an ID for us. Would you I will please? try to. You will try? I will try to. Oh, you will do it, mister. Listen, you. <laughs> Have you forgotten how in demand I am? <laughs> I, I don't agree. ruffle my feathers. <laughs> I'm yeah, a big star. Well, well, if I hadn't discovered you and your talents, not everybody would want. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I wasn't doing radio before, right? <laughs> uh, here's the look at this one too. Let me turn the ticker off so that you can see it because you can't see it. Oddest one in this whole list: Jeff Tate and Adrian Vandenberg playing the Country Music Hall of Fame. What the hell is that about? Well, maybe it's just the venue. You think that might be the venue name, the Country Music Hall of Fame? I think so. Okay. Because, yeah, I I saw that one. I was like, hmm, I'm going to see Jeff with cowboy boots out there? No, I just think it might be the venue. Who knows? Maybe he'll do that long, long threatened version of Silent in Tennessee. Yeah, Silence in Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's Jeff Tate. All right. I just thought you would find that fun, or Vandenberg. I thought you would find that funny. Um, let me get out of this thing here. All right. So, um, Axel Rose. You, you want to do some Axel Rose? Absolutely. All right. Let me open this link. So, Axel, Guns and Roses, the the not in this lifetime, never going to end tour, uh, kicked off again in um, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Right. Hershey and, uh, Park, right? Hershey. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where this that, is. That always see. seems to be a starting place for a lot of tours for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, let's see. Hershey Park Stadium in Hershey Park or in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, but I heard this and I was just like, woof. They're charging big bucks for this one, huh? So, so here. Let me pull it, put it on the screen here. So here's them doing Madagascar, which I'm sure fans are just thrilled to be getting this song. You would be, wouldn't you, to get Madagascar? One of my favorites. That's what I thought. So I'm going to go to about a minute here. Wait till you hear the, the wonderful style. First of all, before we even go, look at Axel. What is he doing? Nice jacket. I, I what I don't understand about Axel, yeah, and this is just me. This guy has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. At least, presumably, I think he has a lot. He's got to have a lot. 
he can't afford a trainer. Doesn't want to. Why would I've, I've explained this to you before, dude. He doesn't need to. He's Axl Rose. He's got $800 million. I understand that, but I, I would hate to go out on stage with my belly sticking out under my vest. But why would you care? It's just, it's the whole image, I guess. Maybe I'm too vain or something. I don't know. But I think you're too vain. These guys, they don't care. I know, but it just, it just doesn't. Forget a trainer. Let's start with a fucking haircut. Yeah. Who's it, cutting that guy's hair? I know. Did, did he cut his hair off? Is that, is that like a, is that like a, uh, it's short now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's, he's, he's got a, um, sling blade haircut. Dude. He looks like Danny Bonaducci. That's the haircut he has, the Bonaducci haircut. I mean, he, he just looks goofy. But again, what does he care? He's got five. He's he's got at least five hundred million dollars. He don't give a fuck. Be happy he's this toned down. This is this is him with fifty pounds off. I think. I know. I know. He looked pretty rough three years ago, boy. Yeah, I think oh, this it. is him with a trainer. To be honest. All right. But all right. But wait till. You, he might, he might, instead of investing in a trainer, he may want to invest in a vocal coach. <laughs> okay. Cause this is pretty interesting here. Holy smokes. All right, here we go. From shore, I comment <laughs> wow <laughs> that's i we haven't said this in a long time but man that is a tough listen what <laughs> i thought it was great did you i'd easily spend three four hundred dollars a ticket to see that yikes and you want some more <laughs> oh boy go ahead <laughs> all right here we go is just mush mouthy crap wow <laughs> what, what how do what do you think that would duff and uh slash think about having to play that from an album that they weren't on probably like hey get paid <laughs> especially slash he's like perla not getting none of this right this is free money i'll play this shitty song i don't care <laughs> i i look does he look excited 
No. He looks bored to tears. I was like, all right, uh, Axel wants to play this, and I guess I'll play it just to keep the peace. Yeah, it's like, fuck. I'm making 500 grand for being here tonight. Fuck yeah, I'll play it. Uh, I'll play it backwards if that's what he wants. Right. <laughs> right you want to stay with this song? You want to try some other songs? Just a little bit more of this. All right, there we go. Slash just bring it. You could just see them sitting there counting money. <laughs> They're just sitting there going, yep, this is what I do now. Wow. <laughs> Man. <laughs> what, you think that was good? <sighs> no, I, I would have been pretty like, what the hell are they doing? No, you wouldn't want to see tracks on that, though, would you? Got to hear, hear, hear it in real. Yeah. Right, Eddie Trunk? You fucking moron. Wow. Right, more of this one or you want a different song? Oh, let's go with a different one. I can't take any more of that. <laughs> that's that's tough. All right. Well, we got a bunch here. You want um anything goes? My way, your way, any because that's a screamer. That should yeah. be great. I haven't even checked these out. I, I was so put off by Madagascar, I didn't check so, any more. So, so. uh so is th this is obviously obviously pro filmed this looks like it's an audience but it's just really good it's like somebody with a good iphone yeah but somebody somebody's at a perfect level for this yeah they are i'll give axel credit where credit's due he clearly hired mitch malloy's dentist <laughs> i was gonna mention his choppers are extremely I, he must have got veneers or something but holy shit he's just got the big choppers going on in his mouth he's got a bit he's got a spotlight on his teeth Holy His smokes! Are whiter than white. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, they really are standing out in the set. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was gonna actually say something about that, but I was just like, uh, okay, well, maybe this is just my imagination. Maybe it's just the lighting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check out um, "Anything Goes" from Hershey Park last week. Here we go. All right. the same ferocity of the old days doesn't it <laughs> wow this is like the old man version of guns and roses yeah, no well you know Ax axel is 60 i think it's more like muskets and weeds <laughs> it's like fucking not that good Oof. yeah i get it they're old and, and you know all these bands do tone down but phew. guns and roses you expect some angst 
I guess having eight hundred million dollars or whatever he has is taking away that yeah, angst. Well, well, whatever they made over the last three or three to five years, they've been doing this not yeah. in this lifetime tour. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I don't think it's going to end in this lifetime. I don't think so either. Jesus, but all right. Well, here we go. It's it's anything goes. That was on what uh, uh, appetite, right? Mm-hmm. So this is from the prime year, the prime moment in Guns N' Roses history. And speaking of that, yeah. How is it that this band has been able to tour the last five years nonstop, basically on the strength of one record? I'm going to tell you how. <laughs> because classic rock radio and every hair, any station of any sort that plays any sort of hair music plays Guns N' Roses yeah. constantly. Yeah, I know, but it's just amazing. I mean, obviously, we know that they have the Use Your Illusion mm-hmm releases but but the strength of appetite for destruction is really what what they live on yeah they live off a sweet child of mine in november rain those two songs are guns and roses Uh, the fans like everything else but if you go to any classic i don't care what city you are in on this planet if you have a classic rock station of any sort of streaming or FM or AM or whatever, and they play music, they are playing Sweet Child of Mine at least once today, once tomorrow, once the next day, et cetera, et cetera. It never ends. Always. And, and that's the, the, the saddest thing about it is that's when those classic rock DJs they always bring out, we're going to get it a little edgy now. Here's some guns and roads, you know. Yeah, That's when they're bringing their edge, when they're, when they're going heavy from the, from the Pink Floyd stuff and the Skinnerd. We're going to take it up a notch. Here's yeah. Guns and Roses and Van Halen, right. back-to-back rock. Right. It's like, stop it. No, not Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle is, Welcome to the Jungle is a popular song, but it certainly is not overplayed on classic rock radio. Definitely not. Not like not like um Sweet Child. But anyway, this is Anything Goes, a fan favorite from Appetite for Destruction. Full of angst and energy. Here we go. <laughs> this little it's like the broken snake remember when he used to do the snake dance thing now he doesn't do that anymore he just kind of moves a little why don't why don't we just get him some spats and and a cane so he can do the soft shoe exactly kind of doing the whole burlesque thing that uh, david lee roth does these days he can break out some jazz hands yeah you know (laughs) yeah this ain't real good oh 
more of this or you want to try another? Let's let's see what else he does. All right, let's go. him a little credit he is working the stage yeah well at least he's moving around yeah he's not phil collins in here he's he's at least making his way back and forth around the stage but man not sounding real good though Mm -mm. another tune yeah what else you got there let's see what else we got we got sweet child civil war Double talking jive. Oh, let's let's hear that. Let's try double talking jive. See yeah, how that, that, fast a one. A quick one. So, yeah. see what he's got for that. because at least it's in the range he can sing yeah, right exactly and slash still bringing it slash is still rocking it pretty good well, you know the thing is a slash looks like he's actually having some fun oh he probably is and he looks like he's just like yeah i'm just down here rocking it out yeah just making my money having some fun still haven't had to go to the cubicle i'm good <laughs> <laughs> all right a little more of this here we go Place. I felt back then. Double talking, I think the money, motherfucker, just I got no more patience. Double talking, I think the money, motherfucker, just I got no more patience. Double talking, I think the money, motherfucker, just I got no more patience. Double talking, I think the money, motherfucker, just I got
we can cut that off we know slash can play <laughs> and there's no more lyrics in this song so right. <clears throat> oh what do you think not not the worst but man axel does not need to be doing them high notes anymore <laughs> he i mean he should he should bring everything down to mr brownstone level yeah, i would agree that yeah. sounded pretty good i thought that sounded okay i'd be happy yeah, with that wasn't bad but yeah that that madagascar was just mad of garbage just fucking junk. All right, so that's Guns N' Roses. I know this segment's getting a little long, but I got one more thing, and it sort All of right. relates. It sort of relates a little bit because the side project of of um, Slash for a while was Velvet Revolver, obviously, with um, Scott Weiland of Stone Temple Pilots, who has sure. who has passed away. Obviously, right. rest in peace. Rest in peace. Well, they got, I'm finally going to bring you something that I think is good. And you can tell me if you think this sucks, but I don't think you will. So they got this guy. They've, they've had several singers since. Chester Bennington was in there for a little bit. And now they got this guy, um, Jeff Gutt, I guess. G-U-T-T. Goot, gut, whatever. I think it's gut. This guy is the Arnell Panetta of Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. Except unlike Arnell, this guy is really trying to be Scott Weiland. All right. He's wearing the clothes. He's got the moves. I mean, this guy is like Randy doing Guns N' Roses. Sure. He literally is trying to look the part and he sounds the part. Okay. I was, I'm very surprised at how good this actually is. So. I'll I'll bring up we'll do a couple of songs here with this guy but this is um Stone Temple Pilots I guess this is from last week too I think from from um Mountain View Shoreline Amphitheater which I have actually been to so um this is Vaseline from from that everybody knows that song right So who was the guy that that was doing the Stone Temple Pilots you know for for a while is who who was that guy didn't they, was, record, didn't they record with him and everything? That's this guy. Oh, that's him. Yeah, he's done. He did a full album and he did an acoustic album so right. far. I didn't get somebody different. No, this not somebody different, not. but this is the first time I think I've seen him actually live, like All playing right. a show. All right. And and maybe people have already seen him and, and think he's good or bad or whatever, but I think he's really nailing it. But look, he's even wearing the clothes. Yeah. I mean, he's really trying to... If you're a Stone Temple Pilots fan, this guy's giving you the Scott Weiland that you want. So check this guy out. This is Vaseline from Shoreline.
You see what I mean? He's doing the same moves. <laughs> he's he's giving you the old school Stone Temple Pilot show. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I I would go see this. I mean, I mean, here we are. We're twenty some years removed since Stone Temple Pilots was. Hot. Hate to tell you, but it's thirty. Was 93, 92 or what? I remember when um when Wicked Garden came out on Headbangers Ball. 13. Yeah, it's been 30 years. You're right. Yeah. So people who aren't aware that Scott Weiland is no longer. They wouldn't. Do- will probably come out and go, yeah, Scott. Yeah. yeah. Go get it. Song. 30 years. Jesus Christ. Fuck yeah. All right. But this guy brings it. He sounds the part and he looks the part. And I mean, he is mimicking the moves of Scott Weiland, and I okay. love it. All right. So check him out. Here we go. close right well i guess if you went to vegas and we're seeing a you know like a tribute band or something like that yeah you you wanted to to look and act like your you know your favorite rock band whatever they would definitely do a good job of that yeah i would see i would see this this is a good one let me play one more i'm gonna go to plush the song plush you know the time i'll take Mm -hmm. you to you know because this i think this one you can hear them a little better too so So this is plush from
Well, <clears throat> that's Max Headroom singing uh, Stone <laughs> Temple Pilots song. It really is. He looks like Max Headroom. He does. He uh, yeah. The the blonde hair. I mean, he should probably dye it to whatever color Wyland's was brown or whatever. But you know what? You know what makes me laugh? Not not the band, what? but but the people who are recording the show. Yeah. They can never hold the goddamn phone still. They got to be rocking out. Oh, well, yeah. You know, it's, you know they're, they're moving to the music and it's just like, hold your, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to record something and upload it to YouTube, hold your fucking phone still. Yeah. And turn it sideways, dummy. Yeah. Nobody wants to see it in this angle. No one wants it. Everybody wants the full screen. Not this fucking two big black bars with a little slit in the middle of it. Right. <laughs> Although I do like the little slit. In the Everybody middle. likes a little slit. <laughs> but this is, you know, I don't like it filled with Scott Weiland clones. That's right, for sure. When I go for a little slit, it better not have a Weiland in it. Exactly. No, thank you. Anyway, that that's all I want to show you is that this guy's out there doing a dead-on impression. Of oh, yes, I, I, would, uh, I would agree with that. So if you like Stone Temple Pilots, that's one you could go check out. Cause sure. As far as replacement singers go, I'm going to give Jeff Gutt or Goot or whatever his name is. I'm going to give him a passing grade. He's yeah. good. Yeah, he's real good. So, yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a peripheral Stone Temple Pilots fan. I, okay. I, mean, I like some of their stuff. I don't own any of it. You know, I know their songs. Sure. But as as far as Stone Temple Pilots uh, performances are concerned, dead on. Yeah, I like that. I like that one. So. So that's another one that people, if you're looking for probably way overpriced shows to go to, that would be one of them that might be worth the money. Unlike that GNR that may not be. Right. Mm. Although the GNR, they do play like 30 fucking songs. Yeah, that's a lot of, they, they, at least they give you your money's worth on a show. Yeah, I mean, you do get you do get a lot of songs from GNR. It's not 15 and out. That's a, that's a hell of a set list. So I agree. All right, well let's 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 end this here because it's starting to get long, and I do have more musical stuff. I have I have something very specific I do want to do musically still. So okay, all we'll right, get, we'll get to that at some point. All right, I will let you pick a tune. What should we play? Um, well, let's see. Let's go with um. Well, we played Guns and Roses. Let's go with uh, Coma. Let's take a let's take a call first. All right, let's do that. Hail and kill caller, you're on the air. Now, I may be deaf and or stupid. Both. But I thought <laughs> I thought I thought Axel sounded good. I like I said, both. <laughs> definitely definitely better than Vince Neal. At least pretty high bar you're setting there, Tim. Pretty high bar. <laughs> well at least at least he's sticking all the words to the songs. And the other, the other. Well, wait a minute, Tim. Hold on, hold on, Tim. I'm gonna let you get your point out. But which is it? Did he sound good, or did he at least say the words? There's a difference. Well, I thought, I thought he, I thought he sounded in key. You thought that it, you thought that that Madagascar that we played was good. No, but that song's not a good song anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the but, point. But the other. But the other, but the other songs, Double Talk and Jive, and and the other songs that you played, you sounded decent. Well, we said that. We said he yeah, sounded fine. Tim, 
Tim, did you not hear the part where I said, here, I'll re-say it again. Maybe it'll remind you. I said he should stay in this key that he's doing with double talk and jive because he can hit those notes. Did you hear me say that? Well, I, yeah, I heard you say that. But I thought even even with the higher stuff, like anything goes, you didn't you didn't sound off key or anything like that. Like to me, it just sounded like Axel. Maybe perhaps a more mature version of Axel. Maybe you definitely he definitely didn't sound like. You know, old man singing, and he and he can't hit the notes anymore. You know, with with all due respect to Don, but the way Don sounds, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, and the other question I was going to ask you, and I've seen Stone Temple Pilots; they're really good with this guy. But the other question I was going to ask: Do you think anybody's excited about the new Van Halen box set? Because you were talking about Van Halen. Well, I can tell you for a fact, I know one person that is excited about it, Mr. John Drake, who immediately was telling me he's got to find a way to pay for it. So I know. 500? I don't know. I don't think it's that. I think it's probably 150. 124 US. And I think the. Well, what's in it? I mean, what do you you get in it that hasn't been released a million times already? The Hagar. It's it's the four Hagar records and then uh, an album of quote unquote rarities that are not that rare. Is it like the Gene yeah, Simmons produced stuff or something? No, it's it's like uh, it's all Hagar stuff. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Hagar box set. Is that what? Yeah, it is? it's oh. a Van Hagar set. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, because they've never remastered those before, so it's the first time you're going to get fifty one fifty remastered and OU eight one two and for unlawful carnal knowledge and all that. But anyway, I I it's one hundred and twenty four US, and I think the CD box set's like fifty bucks. It's really good. Hail and kill. Here it is right here. So it's the four plus the one of rarities. Where's the rarities list? Does it give me that? It's about time up for breakfast learning to see. Those songs were released on um, the the best of both worlds, I think, maybe, or one of the one of the greatest hits records. Okay. And then Humans Being, which was yeah, in Twister. A, a Twister soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, and then Respect the Wind. I don't know that one off the top of my head. I don't know it. I pr- <clears> might <throat> know it if I heard it. but All right. But that's what you get okay. for 125 bucks. Yeah, I won't be buying that. I, uh, I'm good enough. It'll be on Spotify. Good enough for me. <laughs> good enough for me. All right. So, So there you have it. That's what's going on there. All right. All right. Well, let's play a few tunes. I got Coma lined up. All right, cool. Uh, That's a long one, so I'm only going to play two more after this. That's fine. All right. All right. Well, here it is. It's G&R with Coma exclusively here. On your classic metal show. Hey, this is Matt Sorum. 